0: Looks like hopefully we've dodged uh, a bullet when it comes to um, striking auto workers in Canada. Although, although we're still going to get. Well, more than grazed uh, by what's going on in the United States because the industry is so interconnected. The fact that we have so many auto workers on strike in the United States, and it looks like that one might end up being a little longer. They're talking about possibly expanding their work action on Friday. Um, That's going to have an impact on what happens in Canada. We've spoken with different analysts uh, so far this week, you know, just in terms of if you're waiting for a vehicle... Good luck. You might have to wait a little bit longer for delivery um, because the Teamsters have said in solidarity they're not going to be delivering vehicles. And, 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 you know, sometimes the parts that are made in Canada are shipped to the U.S. to put the vehicle together, vice versa. It's all so interconnected that what happens in the United States will undoubtedly have an impact on things that happen here in Canada. So we're not completely out of the woods, but at least we're not having Unifor take their workers out on strike in Canada. They they reached a deal with Ford, and it's believed that that's going to set up a framework for their ongoing discussions with GM and Stellantis as well. So some good news there. But boy, seems like there's been a lot of labor issues lately, right? You're not going crazy. We have. We've seen a bunch of them. Um, Labor piece at the auto sector, good news. Um, But we'll see. Um, And as we said there's a long list. you got the Hollywood writers and actors. That's a big one people have talked about a lot. Doesn't seem like that one's getting closer to a resolution. The West Coast port workers, remember that, when the Port of Vancouver was shut down for two weeks? Um, earlier than that, back in the spring, we had the public sector walkout, right, including Canada Revenue staff. WestJet pilots striked and ruined Sarah's vacation. You remember that over the May long weekend? Uh, There's been a lot of it. There's been a lot of it happening over the last few months. So why? What's the reason for it? We're going to speak with Barry Eidlin now and get his take on what's happening. Barry, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate you being here today.
1: Yeah, great to be here, Shay. I just wanted to clarify one thing before I proceed, and that's that the Unifor strike is not resolved. Um, Right, fair enough. As a member-led organization, um, you know, there is a tentative agreement, but that tentative agreement is subject to ratification by the membership. And if we think about what's been happening in recent months, I can think of at least four cases of other Unifor agreements where the members have actually rejected the tentative agreement. So Excellent
0: that's not point. outside the realm of possibility. You are absolutely right. Yeah, and we, we we saw that happening mean, where it didn't even get to a vote with the port workers, right? Where the union decided they wouldn't even yeah. give it to the membership. So you're right, uh, exactly. absolutely great clarification. But what w- what's going on? Because you know, like you say, you can think of four recently. There's been so many, What what's happening? Why have yeah. we seen so much labor strife like this?
1: Yeah, so I see it as the convergence of four factors. There's one big picture factor, which is basically about 40 years of deteriorating work conditions. that stagnating pay amidst soaring inequality, you know, CEO pay going through the roof, uh, you know, declining job security, eroding benefits. People having to work too much, forced overtime, or too little, stuck in part-time jobs or gig work when they want to be working something more stable. Uh, issues of technological change, whether that's you know the the, the, the Hollywood workers who are facing uh, you know the, how to deal with AI, or the port workers dealing with port automation. Um, it takes, or whether it's remote work uh, for the public sector. Um, all these factors. There's been a sort of erosion of job quality over the past 40 years. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two is the pandemic, which didn't create new problems. I mean, it did create certain new problems, but it really crystallized a lot of those broader, longer-term trends, right? And I think like the the it really sort of drove home for people like this contradiction between on the one hand being told you're heroes, you're essential workers, and then the actions of employers saying you're actually expendable. Yeah. right. Uh, and so, so I, that really, I think, um, you know, and I think like if you think about the, there was like the Metro grocery strike in Toronto um, a, a few weeks ago, and you know, I think a big issue there was them really, was pulling the pandemic pay, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so basically yeah. just like clawing that back. So that's just one example of how the pandemics sort are of crystallized those long-standing issues. Then number three is that, you know, as we've sort of like, you know, started to put the pandemic in the rear view, you know, there's been this tightened labor market, and that has given workers a bit more bargaining leverage where, you know, they don't uh, have to fear as much the prospect of, you know, being out on the street. And then number four, tying it all together is that there's a bit of a demonstration effect, right? So as one group goes out on strike and they win something, then, that gets on other workers' radar in a way that it hasn't been in the the past 30 years. We really have not seen – the strikes have sort of just disappeared for all intents and purposes in the past 30 years. And now this is coming back, and so – the option of like, oh, I, can, I don't have to just suck this up, I could actually take action with my coworkers and and do something about it, becomes more of a reality for more groups. And so that's so, so you see it sort of taking off in a variety of different sectors.
0: And, and so, I mean, some of those issues, like you say, are very, very longstanding, you know, going back 40 years where we've seen, you know, stagnation of wages and all the rest of that stuff. Um, so why are you, I, I was reading some stuff this week saying that, you know, unions find themselves in a much better position. They're there's actually public support for unions higher than there used to be. That plays into it too, right? They, they've got more of a leg to stand Absolutely. on if they do take action.
1: Yes, and the reason for that is related to what I, what we were just talking about earlier because the issues at stake in these strikes are issues that affect huge swaths of Canadians far beyond the workers who are directly affected by the strike. And so when other workers see that these groups of workers going on uh, over these issues saying, you know, we can't afford to buy the groceries we stock on the shelves or, you know, we're, we're worried about, you know, being able, we we don't want management just be telling us like when and where we can show up and how much work we have to do. You know, we want to say in that, that resonates. And I think that that's really what lies behind this increase in support. So now instead of, response from the public being well that's just some pampered group of workers fighting for their little perks why should they have something that i don't have instead it's flipped and now it's like oh i want that too right and so if and they're fighting for what i want too so we're actually on the same page
0: does that happen, or maybe we'll have to wait and see, Barry? But it, is it is it really an argument of you know a rising tide raises all boats? Like, can is that a reasonable assumption to make? Like, hey, if this union wins this concession, that means eventually I'm going to get it too.
1: Well, it does have ripple effects, right? I mean, I think if you're, especially when you're talking about things with the auto sector, which really has a way of setting standards across broader labor markets, right? And so as you have, you know, and and so so these do have ripple effects. Um, It's not a guarantee that, I mean, it's not like the next day you're going to, you know, if this group gets a raise, the next day you get a raise. But it does have a way, both in terms of the demonstration effect of, like, encouraging other groups to, um, to, to, to go on strike and to, to start fighting back for, 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 for better, better wages and working conditions, but also as stand, it, the, the way that, you know, when you have a more combative labor movement that's winning better agreements, that sets higher standards across the entire
0: labor market. We have, you know, the number of Canadians in unions has steadily decreased year over year over year. So I think we're at about a third now, maybe a bit more than a third of workers in Canada are actually unionized. So um, what kind of an impact do you think this labor action and the settlements and the agreements, how long might it take and how much of an impact might it have?
1: Well, I think it's if there's going to be any change in direction. I mean, Canada hasn't declined nearly as much as other uh, comparable countries. Okay. Worth pointing out. Um, so the decline, while it's been there, has been a decline. It's nowhere near on the scale than elsewhere. But to the extent that, it, I mean. It does, I think, you know, there's a lot of room to turn around. And to the extent that that's going to happen, it's going to have to happen the way that we're seeing this, where we have, you know, a member-led sort of resurgence, right, where, where members are actually sort of like fighting back and actually working together collectively to take a stand. And, and so I think that, you know, what we're seeing now is – Too early to tell if it's part of something bigger, but it has a lot of the key ingredients that would be necessary for something bigger
0: to take hold. Interesting. So something to watch for. Um, Barry, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you being here.
1: Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks a lot, Shay.